TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you. And for the 300 and probably 30th time, it gives me great pleasure to introduce the co-founder of The Wellness Couch. He's my brother from another mother. He is the founder of Forage Cereal. He is, if not one of the world's greatest human beings, he's up on the podium. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. Oh, legend. I'm so nervous. Like, I was just like, you know, when you do that sort of nervous butterfly stretch, mate, I'm good, I'm great, so good to be here with you, but I feel like I'm going to get thrown under the bus here, and I don't know why, but I feel like you're going to probe and ask questions and, and oh. I don't know. What are you going to do to me, Pierce? Are you serious? Why? Because I said, let's have a chat. You know the people, the, the feedback we get on this podcast, despite some of the most incredible human beings that we've ever interviewed from Holocaust survivors to graceful ages, health experts, and then we go, what what episodes do you love the most? And they go, oh, I love that one where you and Damo had a chat about fasting or about doing a salt flush or about- Oh, that's good. Well, they, you know, that's good. Sometimes- like, Just the, the chat. Yeah, that's fine. That's all right. I like those chats. They're good. I just, you know, you know how I am. I'm, I'm very honest. So, if you were to ask me a question, I find it very difficult. You know the, you know Jim Carrey's movie Liar Liar. Oh, you're gonna do this? Uh, yep, yeah. You, you're Jim Carrey. Says, I, I can't, can't lie. lie. And that's just uh, that's that's me. Yep. So if you were to ask me probing questions, it would, uh, you know, stuff comes out. So I don't think you would do that. With me today? No, I, I won't. You just, you've got different things to talk. I about. don't know what you. I don't know what you're scared about. I was. You're throwing yourself under the bus because I was not even coming at this episode with any intention <laughs> to probe oh, and dig in deep. But now I feel like That's you must be hiding you. something. You're, you're so hiding much. something because you're a bit worried about it. So maybe I might have to probe uh, and dig in deep to see see what what dirt lies under the cuffs of DJK on this episode of 100 Not Out. <laughs> Not at all, Piercy. So, how is it having four children? Tell me, what's how's that? How's life going? There, um, it is. So, so I don't know if I've said it on this podcast, but I do feel like a pinball in a pinball machine, pinging around from one thing to the next. The lights flare up. I win a prize. My ball goes down the hole. I'm buzzing from one child to the next. Then the nine-year-old wants attention. Then I give little Spencer a hug. And then Darby, the six-year-old, wants me to play a game with him. And then Tommy wants me to. <laughs> go painting with him and then I want to do some work for the wellness summit. Then I'm doing this and Sarah wants this and it's like, Poo! it's it's high energy, <laughs> high alert, but it's like, it's, um, but at the same time, I'm an adrenaline junkie, so I love it, but it's, uh, um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, there's not much downtime, rest time at the moment, but it's very, I'm very lucky. I'm very privileged. So yeah. I just don't, yeah, I, I sound, I sound, this sounds like a real, petty thing but i find it you feel a bit guilty because i find it harder to have the same quality time with spencer that i did with say maya because when maya was born you got no other children you just lie on your bed and yeah. chill with your newborn yeah. and then spencer's around and, like, and look I've at him hardly cuddled him i've hardly touched him i've hardly i'm running around helping everyone else so having those i crave the weekends more than i ha- ever have because it's like well i can just sit on the couch for an hour and give him a cuddle which That's um nice. you know so, but life's well, chapters, you, put, you, know, 
Yeah, go on. You've got that. You've built that life to be able to do that sort of thing, you know. Like you, you live in Byron Bay. You know, you go for a little walk down to the footbridge, get yourself a cheeky little latte, have your little connection time, go back to the family. Yeah, it's really nice the way you've built your life. It's uh, it's good, and I think it's an important thing to reflect upon that life doesn't have to go by, and all of a sudden you find yourself at a hundred years. Yeah, if you're lucky. Well, we just spoke um, to Muriel Burns, who decided to live in the one yeah. town for one hundred years. Yeah. You know, baptized yeah. in the church and had her one hundredth birthday in the church she was baptized in. I mean, and that's what she wanted. That's exactly what she wanted. Life by design is really it's a big deal, isn't it? It is, Jamie Richards. So that's why that, I think that, it's that, um Yeah. Life yeah, by design. Yeah, remember that? Life by design. Yeah. Um it's I think it's a good thing that you can actually design it. And um you know, I did some reflecting I've been doing some reflecting recently, um, just with lots of different things happening in my world at the moment, kind of work out where's the light shining, you know, where is it? And uh and so the light's shining but you just got to kind of step back into it, you know. Ah. So um, I was finding that I was feeling, oh, oh, you know, this is happening, that's happening. I've got all these great things happening in my life and there's all these other things and the other side of my life and maybe that's the you know, universal balance and you can easily justify all of those sorts of, um, you know, debits and credits in your life. Oh, the debits um, and credits are fascinating. Yeah, right. So you can justify all of that and that kind of brings you to a point of an emotionless, logical existence um you know maybe with a little bit less charge because you get to you know balance it all out but i've been just reflecting on you know what 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 opportunities do we all have to kind of build the life that we want and everyone's got the same amount of opportunity uh to build the life that you want and you you kind of just that is that is see it that is a contentious statement that is a wonderfully contentious dinner party statement opportunity totally because it is, it is because I know um, in looking at some of the, the people that I get a chance to meet with and to speak to that um, they were raised in a different environment and they had different opportunities and made different connections and contacts and those sorts of things can catapult you through life. But that's if you measure um, your happiness on, you know, on a metric that might, you know, might be more financially based or opportunity based, but... You, I think I wonder whether or not if we started uh, our lives seeking the most fulfilling life or seeking um, the happiest life or seeking you know the, the most enjoyable or you know whatever it is just changed our metrics a little bit we might actually all start to see that life's pretty fresh life's pretty cool yeah do, do, this you know is what, oh, you know I love this mate you are you 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 think I was going to throw you under the bus you are pushing all the most spiritually fulfilling buttons within me right now because this is the stuff that I think is massive. Like everyone can create their own life but I've got a thing. I don't know, like call me precious but I think of your upbringing and I think of my upbringing and I go, I don't know how you did it. Like I don't know if you had the same opportunity. So you can, correct me if I'm wrong but I feel like you just said that we all have the same opportunity and I go, well, I, I don't know if people – like there's little Johnny in the backyard of Africa in a politically, socially and financially oppressed country have the same opportunity to live the fulfilling life that you have but then I look at your upbringing and go, I don't know, I feel like I had more opportunity than you based on uh, family circumstances or – but maybe maybe it's more – Maybe it's more material, which is why I feel like I have a great respect for you because I feel like there would have been other people in your world that blame their upbringing as like 
I didn't have opportunity. So they go, I didn't have opportunity. You said, no, I had opportunity and I made the most of it. So then is it subjective? Is opportunity subjective? Because I know lots of people listening are saying, I can't move house or I can't create my life because of X limiting belief or X circumstance, which means I'm trapped in this house or this relationship or this job or bloody, bloody, blah. blah, blah. Hmm. Well, there's a number of different questions in there. Um, but I think that it comes back to what you're measuring as your success and in terms of opportunity. So if we look at the little kid in Africa who hasn't got a lot of resource, um, it doesn't mean that he – and he's in a war-torn state. He may never know what it's like to live over here. So he's got not much to compare to, right? So that that's possible. Yeah. That's possible. Or maybe if he does know what's over here, he may make the best of his life over there. Um, and we would see that as being unfortunate. He just sees that as being life. So yes. I had no idea that there was suburbs beyond the southeast arterial once you get past Burke Road. I had no idea. Yes. Like I didn't I didn't really know. Like for me, everything was the southeastern suburbs. Um, and going to Waverley Gardens on the weekend and hanging out with my mates and buying a donut at Donut King. <laughs> no, no, Brandon Park, not Brandon Park. <laughs> well, we'd go to Brandon Park. We'd ride our bikes to Brandon Park because it wasn't too far, and we didn't want to have to catch the eight five zero Grenders bus. It was just wasn't um, wasn't wasn't the best. The eight four eight was the one that I used. To we could really Melbourneize this podcast, this episode, couldn't we? We could, we could. <laughs> but I'd catch that bus, and uh, or I'd ride to work, and I'd ride into Dandenong, um, and go to work at Maya, and. I thought that life, this is life. That that's just what it was. I didn't know that there was something yes. different. And you weren't upset by it. that. Was that's the beautiful no. child? Um, uh, what's the word starts with? Oh, innocence. Like that's innocence. your world. Yeah. Yep. And you don't have much to compare to. So, you know, if you start to get into the rat race and you're comparing yourself to the Joneses and the Smiths, you know, maybe the sayings the Smiths or the Joneses. But <laughs> I, you know, when you're comparing yourself to other people, then you might start to have the haves and have nots you know conversations happening within your mind or within your family and maybe that's where life begins to become a little bit you know difficult or tough because you may feel like you're slipping behind or you're not keeping up or you're not exceeding and so then you i think it, it maybe if that's where you're at right now you could then reflect on the things that you do have to to perhaps look at how exceptional your life really is um, as opposed to way maybe the way in which you've been measuring it, so maybe change your, me- your metrics. So what what prompted you to say that you've had great opportunity? Like, what what gives someone the um, the strength to see the opportunity in their circumstances rather than the limits? Like, because again, there'd be someone that lived in the same area as you, had the same opportunities, and and bemoan their so-called lack of opportunity. So, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, well, I was at the Allergy show on the weekend, the uh, the Free From show, um, and there's a whole lot of people there that were suffering with, you know, conditions of poor health associated with food and allergies and dust mites and all kinds of different things. And in the stand right next to me was a pizza base stand. And, um, and I looked over and the bloke looked at me and he said, G'day. And I've gone, G'day. G'day. <laughs> and he's gone, what's your name again? I go, Damien. And, and he, I said, Piero? And he goes, yeah. And I said, <laughs> mate, how are you going? He goes, really good. I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, I own this company. I said, you're a legend. How's that? How's, how's your brother John? And, and we worked out that we um, went to high school together. 
Wow. And there he is. He owns a really big company distributing gluten-free pizza bases. They're the number one gluten-free pizza base being sold through Coles and Woolworths and just nailing it, you know, nailing life. And I said, how is it that two blokes in Dandenong got out to be, you know, doing pretty well? Both got different food-based products, working in gluten-free and health and well-being. But there's, you know, people can miss miss that opportunity to be able to do these sorts of things. He goes, I reckon we just built resilience and we just kept on going. I said, yeah, I think you're right. I reckon we just kept on going, just pushed on through. And we kind of pondered, stood there with our arms crossed, arched back, tummies out, just kind of <laughs> thinking, you know, how about this? Two blokes from Dandenong, um, you know, at a at an allergy-free show, just just living life. And we're like, how good how good's that? And then I met his twin daughters and – you know, they're bouncing around with heaps of energy. I said, how, how good are you going, mate? The thing I love the most is just spending time with my daughters. I go, mate, the thing I love the most is just hanging out with my wife and son. He goes, yeah, isn't it cool? And then Jackson's working over on the stand for forage and, you know, selling forage and talking to all these people and all these, you know, young girls are coming up to me and he thinks they're coming oh. there for forage, but they're coming <laughs> there for him. Nice. And, uh, it's just, you know, it was just hilarious. And so it was just a, a great moment of reflection. Um, but it was really more about, um, seeing what life was and what we were given, um, and just making the most of it. That's all it was. That's all it is. It is. That's so, it. so this always comes back, and I, I forget where we brought it up, but I always remember it was a Martin Seligman referred to it, and we apply it to a lot of our guests. Is that re, that optimism comes from resilience, and resilience only comes from challenge. So you really you it's, you struggle to have optimism uh, unless you go through major challenge and and decide to put an empowering view on it. So, if you had the upbringing that you had, which was full of challenge, you decided to create resilience from it, whereas other people, like you said, you just never stop. So, other people in their life clearly stop. They stop growing, they stop living, they stop loving, and they just purely exist. I don't know if, if, if there's if there's any way to go who, who are the feel, ones. You can get beaten down, you know, and I think that depends on your support network. So if you're feeling isolated or that you can't turn left or right, you, you know, the only way you can move forward but you can't see what's in the future, you know, you're blinded by the things that are in front of you, um, maybe that's when you feel beaten down or maybe if you feel like you're a rat backed into the corner um, and you start to go a little bit wild, you kind of lose your way. Mm. Um, you start to, you know, scream and yell and then you collapse under the pressure. But I don't know whether or not that's – I think that might be because you never really saw a way out or you never saw the clear path ahead of you or you might have just got, you know, caught up in, you know, in the distraction um, as opposed to, you know, remaining, you know, clear-headed or, or I, don't, I don't know, innocent maybe is the word, I think, PC. I think you're right yeah. there. There's this childhood innocence that allows you to just keep on moving forward and just keep on pushing on. Um, rather than getting beaten down and then breaking down, which some people do do, uh, because they don't get a chance to talk or they don't get a chance to, you know, reconcile their thoughts, or maybe they don't get a chance to order what's happening in their life, um, they get beaten down. So, um, yeah, maybe it's just that. But you know, I certainly have always seen that there's been opportunity, and you know, I'm able to do things and see things and meet people and uh, make connections, and and so I, and I'm a talker. So that's that's good for me. Communication, telling you, there's a lot of therapy in communication. Well, something that's always baffled me, it stumps me still to this day. Alice Heard Sommer, oldest female survivor of the Holocaust, you know, so resilient and optimistic and all the rest of it. But she had a twin sister who she said was like so pessimistic, like would not see an empowering, couldn't see anything good about a sunny day, if you know what I mean, like was just, 
your quintessential pessimistic person. And and mm. her her sister, you know, and then and then she got Alice, who's optimistic, you know, forgives Hitler and all. And I go, why and how? Like, why does one do it and one doesn't? And they're so similar in so many ways, but then in some really key fundamentals. Because it's kind of like if you had a twin brother that had the same upbringing as you, he or she, sorry, he could very much have a, a differing view on life. Mm. Well, that's true. Yeah, they can. It is interesting. I don't know why that actually happens, but at some point, something feels right enough to follow that direction, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and so, unless you lived identical lives, you wore exactly the same clothes, you turned up to every single thing, you only heard the same words, you only heard the same music, you brushed your teeth with the same hand in the same direction, unless everything was identical, then your experience is going to be different. And so you might actually be, you know, led down a different path. And so let's say, for example, take, you know, um, your example was there. Sister one versus sister two. Sister one hears um, A, B, C, D, and E, and sister two only hears X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And so as, as a result of that, the decisions that they make according to that are very, very different. Or maybe something happened to sister two that made her doubt yes. more. Yep. I agree. Um, that's it. I, I reckon you know, that's it. I reckon that's definitely it. It's got to be. It's got to be a moment in time where yep. there's doubt, or there's got to be a moment in time that changes your direction, yep. um, or a moment in time where you feel um, that you can't turn to somebody around you. Maybe your trust was broken. Yeah. Um, something. Something happens um, that disables. You know, maybe the human construct and and, and that humanness of connection with other people. Yep. I think that's probably Yeah, I agree. And and if I think of Alice Hertzsommer, she lived yep. in Theresienstadt where she could play music for the and do concerts and she loved music, whereas her twin sister had nothing yep. like that experience in uh, so she didn't get to see really any good humanity during the Holocaust, whereas Alice Hertzsommer did. So mm. you know, and it's kinda of like, yeah, if you had like I've got, you know, two sisters and if they if we were all at the same party we're all going to have different experiences. So just because mm. you're so similar doesn't mean that your life is 100% the same. And like you said, parents can say something to their children or to one of their children but not to another um, or be treated, you know, in a different way, whether it's based on gender or age or, you know, anything. So, yeah, it's um, it's interesting. But I, I think this is one that constantly comes up in, in, the, in this health and wellness and personal growth world is, is, is are we living in – because we've obviously interviewed, say, Demartini many times before and I'm thinking about this going, well, someone's got to be the other side of the coin. Like, mm. but, but why is it that like the, the pretty flowers and the roses are the ones that seem to live a great long 100-not-out life? You don't see really many weeds. You don't see many evil, terrible people living these great, long, fulfilling lives. Like there's normally – they get hit by the karma bus is the only way I can say it. Um, so that's a bias. There's no doubt about it. But um, And maybe I just haven't done enough research. We haven't done enough research on finding about all of the, the criminals that have lived to 100 and have these great family lives and great physical Wouldn't health. <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting to it would. find out how many criminals have lived to 100? You know. uh, that would be fascinating. But uh, I think – yeah, I – I'm I'm of the opinion that there's you're given the amount of years that you can live and then you get the chance to burn through them quickly or, uh, you know, use them wisely. Yeah, well, and, Kim Morrison uh, has a belief that it's predestined. Like, why do kids die? Because that child was only predestined to live for two years. 
Um, why does someone live to a hundred? Because they'll pre. I don't. I don't know where I sit on that. Like, and and all number of things can happen in those years. That's Kim's way of rationalising why a child dies of cancer and why someone commits suicide in their twenties or their thirties. Um, again, it's a great curly dinner party question. But um, yeah, I particularly think about that with longevity. Like, who's yeah, who's predestined too. to live to a hundred? Who's predestined to, you know? I mean, yeah. your grandfather. Why did your grandfather get to ninety nine and three hundred and fifty two days or whatever it was? Which I know or love to gives you the heebie-jeebies because you just naturally would have wanted him to reach triple figures. Like, what makes someone nah. get so close? No, nah, you know what? I would have been happy for him to live to ninety-nine and be really happy, um, and and not have to go through the pain of living in a nursing home like a vegetable. Like, yes, for the, the last, last twelve yeah. months was horrendous. So, yeah. if you lived a really healthy life and he was full of purpose and excitement and happiness, and he laughed lots and was telling jokes and able to recall war stories and all of those sorts of things that he loved, if he was able to, you know, go to the air show in Avalon and, you know, see and do all those sorts of things he loved and he could catch up with his great-grandchildren and grandchildren and children and everything was just good, then I'd want him to live for as long as he could possibly live for. But yep. when, you know, all of those sorts of things started to fall away and he lost his independence, um, you know. Loses think, a quality when, of life and dignity. That's it. Yeah, when all of that fell apart, I was like, oh, poor you, Papa. I, yep. I, I wish you didn't have to live like this, yep. you know. So... As my mum says, find the nearest pillow and stick it over my face. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, mum, I don't think that's legal anymore. <laughs> I know, not anymore. I don't think it we can do that. It was, it was all right a few years ago. Yeah. Well, not more. But, you know, it's, this is the thing, you know. Oh, uh, dear. Yeah. All right. Fun and games. I love these chats, Damon. I know why our listeners love these chats. If my feeling is anything to go by, I know why people love these chats. And don't worry, great yeah. man, I'm not going to throw you under the bus. Oh. If anyone's going to throw someone under the bus, it's you going to pick me up and just chuck me under there, kick me there until I've got <laughs> blood, dust, and mud all over me. Come on. Broken bones and legs hanging out and all types of things, and I'll get smashed by you. So, Come on, PSE. Anyway, I've got to keep my cards close to my chest these days. Can't hey, Wellness Summit coming up. I can't wait to see you in the flesh. August 17, 18, thewellnesssummit.com. Be there or be square. Uh, the Power of Food 2019. I can't wait to hear your headline this year, your myth buster, your deal breaker, the gob, I was going to say the gob stomping, the gob smacking uh, truth that you reveal. Uh, no pressure or anything, but uh, you, you reveal one every year. Can't wait to hear you reveal it this year. And there's some... I don't know when when this episode goes to air, but we have about forty videos of uh, uh, Wellness Summit speakers sharing their wisdom from previous events. It's almost like a mini documentary in the making. Some of the stuff that you said, Damo, you're a smart guy. Some of the stuff, because <laughs> <laughs> really? really I never hear any of the stuff at the summit. I'm like, oh, now I know why people really love the summit. There is so much gold in there. Oh, the summit's unbelievable. The summit is so good. You know, since I haven't been involved in the organization of the summit for, you know, a couple of years now. You're getting some sleep um, at night. (laughs) No, well, yes, that's true. But I miss it. You know, I miss it. And uh, there's something very exciting about it. There's something very alluring and very – it's definitely not mysterious. There's something excellent about the summit that um, I love that so many people get along to see it. And and I hope if you're listening to this, this, you know, right now – that you get along to it because it really is a game-changing event. It's a, it's a wonderful event. So and, uh, good on you, PC, for organising it. Oh, it's, thank you. They are 
It's no, a labor of love, I know. It's very, very difficult. It's tough. Um, but um, for for all that it brings to people, it's uh, it's outstanding. Well, the thing that is, is it's more because there's there's 13 speakers. You can imagine the calendar trying to get everyone available on the same weekend, and that goes for the attendees as well. But the tagline this year is, can you afford to miss it? Because it's one of those things where... Once it's gone, like it, it, it's well, it's due to come back in fifty-two weeks. But you never quite know with such a big event. You don't know if you can actually get everyone together for a weekend. And I'm looking at all these well, videos. We took, a, we took a year off, remember? We took yep. a year off because we just felt like we couldn't get it going again. Yeah, and that's you know, thing. like we need a break. Um, so you don't know if it's going to happen again. Maybe it will. It probably will. But who knows? But even then, like if you think about our first summit compared to our subsequent summits. Um, in terms of the type of content, the content, and the and the presenters, nothing's ever been repeated, no. really. So it's all new. No, the speakers return and the content is different because because you're all curious beings with new stuff to share. And um, yeah, I can't wait. And uh, yeah, can't wait to hear the roar of the crowd when DJK comes up before lunch on the Saturday. The full rundown is at thewellnesssummit.com. So if you want to see the speakers. You want to see some of the videos, head on over to thewellnesssummit.com and uh, and the Wellness Couch on Facebook for all the details. But, um, mate, can't wait to see you in the flesh. It's a privilege. Oh, it is a privilege. Can't wait, mate. I'm equally as excited as you are, mate. Thank you to you, our wonderful listeners, for your support of 100 Not Out. Thank you, PC. Head on over to damienchristoff.com to learn more about the great man myself, marcuspierce.com.au. And as mentioned, head on over to thewellnesssummit.com. Register August 17 and 18, 16 hours of powerhouse wellness. It's just a bit over 10 bucks an hour. Cheap as chips, if you ask any of us. Um, we thank our people that make this podcast possible. Joseph Tomo, who does our social media. Rosie Garner, who... Uh, sorry, Joseph Tomo, who does our editing. Rosie Garner, who does all our social media. To you, our loyal listeners, share this podcast with your friends. Show them how to listen to podcasts. Open up a whole new world for them. Uh, and then head on over to thewellnesscouch.com and check out over 20-plus shows, over 2,500 episodes in the vault, 100% free of charge. That is all at thewellnesscouch.com. Until next week, thanks again and continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. The 2019 Wellness Summit is almost here. I love being at these events. They're always such a great positive environment. It's been really great to um, listen to like-minded people and to um, meet a few people actually. I've been to every summit and I've been to every one and I'll always keep coming. It's always inspiring. It's been a real eye-opener. We're actually signed up to go to the breakthrough now. It's very motivating. I think it's great to listen to people who are inspired. And there's always something to learn and something to take away. I think uh, for myself and giving myself that um, opportunity to, to learn. There's so much going on in life and everything that you can get distracted and forget the things that you should be doing. And this always reminds you to get back on track and, and um, to focus on the things that are important, a holistic health. Just do it, yeah. Just yeah, suck it up and do it. It's, uh, it could be life-changing, yeah. I would say it's awesome and it's the start of changing your life. Come along, see what it's about, and enjoy it. It's an amazing event with like-minded, positive people, and you can't help but um, walk away feeling great. Positive Mentor presents the 2019 Wellness Summit, August 17 and 18 in Melbourne. Can you afford to miss out? Tickets at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. 
Austin Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.